Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Raspberry Tea here. And this is a, a very pet subject for us. It's a subject close to our hearts because we're all slightly dog mad. Um, if you've no interest in dogs, this may not be the pod chat for you. That's all I can say because it is going to be about dogs. Um, for the reason it's our situations or some of our situations have changed recently. Claire has Iris, Spring Spaniel, um, and that situation hasn't changed over the last year or so. Well, how old is she now, Claire? Six and a half. Six. So Claire's had Iris for six and a half years. Um, up till the beginning of this year, I had three dogs. Um, and unfortunately, we've lost two up to this point due to old age. Um, she's got one little... 96 year old Lazar now and Joe has not had a dog for a number of years now um, mm -hmm. although she's still in touch with her previous dogs that she had three home but she still talks to them and she's just shown us new photos of them she's very <laughs> excited um, but you're looking for a new dog as I am yes and it's not been easy has it no not at all not at all um it's been very strange actually because I had the two Cocker Spaniels, as Claire said, up until about two years ago. Um, never had any intention of getting another dog. Couldn't go through the heartache of um, the thought of losing them, which is a very odd concept for some. Um, for us, they are our family. Um, and I was on my own with the two dogs um, towards the back end of the period of time that I had them for. Had to rehome them was the most tough decision ever. But the way that the rehoming um, group dealt with it um, they found the perfect home they did the home check and the dogs literally left me on the Sunday I dropped them off at um, a guy who I'd been following on Facebook for quite some time specialized in spaniels did the home checks purely for spaniels dropped them off at his on the Sunday night they went to their home to do the home check on the Monday took the dogs to see how they settled and they've never left and it was beautiful to see, and it was such an easy process. It wasn't easy for me emotionally and mentally to go through, but for them to get to their perfect home was just, just like that, you know, ever so quick, easy, simple. For us, however, um, our situation has changed. For those of you that don't know, I'm now living with mum in our dream home, and we are in a situation where we are ready to, to bring a dog now um, into our lives again. Um, it's not been easy at all. We were looking at puppies to start with. Um, they have gone up in price massively and it's not about the price. It's about finding the right dog and the right fit in the right home. Um, however, extremely expensive and all the time that people pay for these dogs, the prices will continue probably to, to go up and they have a right to charge that amount because that's what they are worth. Well, we then decided, yeah. Just on that point, unfortunately, more and more people are breeding dogs because the price is so high and yes. they're going to make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. And my experience the other day of exactly that, um, so initially we were looking for a rescue. I'll just get that point covered first. We were looking for a rescue um, because... Having gone through that experience, I know how important it is to find the right homes. Claire and I both have, and we are slightly biased, but we both have wonderful homes for dogs. They're secure. There is an awful lot of love for us to give. Um, and there is absolutely no question they would be pampered pups, whatever. 
Um, Claire's found it difficult, which I'm sure you'll you'll tell the listeners about in a minute, um, if I ever shut up. Um, we passed the home check, the initial home check, but didn't get the dog that we had our eye on. Um, and you shouldn't do that. You know, it's about looking out and, and, and getting a dog and rescuing a dog. Mum decided in the meantime, because my niece is only 13 months old, we didn't want to put a dog or anybody, the family, anybody in the situation where there is a possibility that that dog could turn on the child. The, as, as Claire and I were talking earlier, she could have fallen. She could just lean out to grab anything. She'd grab the dog. The dog would just not know what's going on and turn. And you can't guarantee that. So mum made the decision, actually, do you know what? We're going to go for a puppy. We'll bring it in at a very young age and it will get used to the family and the visitors and the children. And then it's our responsibility completely to guide that dog forward and, and nurture that dog. Um, so we went to look on Pets for Homes. Um, and there were two adverts. The first one came up and it was puppy one girl, puppy two girl, puppy three boy, whatever. Um, and just as I was messaging this lady, because it's quite local, another advert immediately pinged up to say, and these had been on for about 10 days. Another ad pinged up to say from the same breed of the same person, my beloved uh, bulldog has just given birth to a litter of puppies. So she'd got 10 cockapoos, I think it was, and then seven or eight bulldogs, literally within days of each other. And the red flags just came, whoop, whoop, whoop. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Um, the second one we saw is the one that we've gone for. And you can clearly tell this is a family home. It is a family pet that they've bred from. She is beautiful. We went and met them and you couldn't wish for, I mean, the dogs have got bespoke bunk beds in the kitchen. You know, they are absolutely spoiled rotten. Um, they've even had a little picnic bench and two, two seats built for them and the dogs have used them. You know, it's, it's that kind of family. And as you walk in and we were safely socially distanced while we were doing it and we were quite clean and tidy and everything else, um, you could clearly see pictures of the dog emblazoned all over the walls. And that's the difference. Um, rescue dogs, you don't know what you're getting. They do deserve a home. They do deserve a lot of love. But Claire, tell us about your experiences before I take over again. Well, it's been a bit strange, really. Um, because Carl works overseas a lot when the world is normal, um, because I have a limited amount of time that I can walk for before my leg gets too painful. And therefore, because Laura, while she's at home now, at some point she's not going to be and a dog's a long-term commitment so what I did was looked at breeds that don't need vast amounts of exercise because you know the, the two dogs we've just lost a greyhound and a wolfhound lurcher I, I couldn't have had them now because yeah. I couldn't have exercised them now um so I'd, I'd been looking into breeds that were suitable for us as a responsible dog owner should it's not about just the look of it. And I, I decided I wanted a British Bulldog, or as they're called now, old-time Bulldogs. Mm. And a Bulldog would be perfect to fit into our family. So I joined and following various rescue groups, etc., etc., um, and applying for these dogs and not getting anywhere, and not getting anywhere, and not getting anywhere. And... Got to the point I'm sort of thinking, 
why what am I putting in these forms that's wrong how am I filling this form and incorrectly yeah. I know I'm not but you know anyway then another rescue that I follow that's just a general dog rescue they don't have a breed specific um asked for somebody in our area to do a home check for them an urgent home check to, because I've worked with rescues before we've fostered well over 20 dogs over the years etc um I volunteered to go and do this home check for them which I did and then they've got a bulldog in and they said we urgently need a foster home for this bulldog in my area of the country so I said we can have him came back to me and said I'm a little bit nervous because the dog we've got is a tiny little lazarus so she's only five kilograms um and this was a 40 45 kilogram bulldog and she said he's very excitable because he's very anxious something doesn't you know, i'm worried basically yeah. Yeah. so i said it's fine i basically talked myself around that i'm not going to get a bulldog from a rescue because we've got little lolo don't worry and she said well you know if, if he rolled on a plane or anything, it could really, really damage us. I said, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. So then she said, oh, do you know, I know you won't do this so much. Send me some photos of your home. So I took her a little video of both the front, outside, the back and inside. Yeah. She went, wow, that'd be perfect. Um, do you want to take Lulu to go for a walk with him? So I said, yes. And then she didn't come back to me to arrange it. And I just, so I sent her another message and she said, I'm just so concerned. Yeah. And that that really nailed the coffin, if you know what I mean, because I understand the rescues aren't going to risk putting a great big hair. I mean, they're not big in height, are they? But weight against Lulu, yeah. massive. Yeah. So I get I'm not going to get a bulldog for a rescue. Get a decent bulldog puppy that you can be guaranteed of its breeding and everything else. And please... Yeah. If anybody breeds bulldogs that are perfectly all right under this price, don't take offence at what I'm saying. But I would be looking at the higher price bracket to make sure that the, the breed level was right because they can have problems. Yeah. You're talking up to £5,000 for a puppy. Which is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And to me, when there are so many dogs in rescue, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to show them me that's ridiculous yeah. but that's just me personally my perception um so we had a long chat at home and we decided that we wanted something we weren't going to get a big dog obviously so we could go for something small something fluffy that everybody would like i'll get one of them either so one rescue has decided that i live in a busy house <laughs> so what do you think gave them the impression that you live in a busy house what have you said to them they had a little dog a number of weeks ago that was frightened of men yeah you know you have to read into their write-up don't you you know what i mean yeah. it just said this dog is frightened of men so i messaged and said live with my partner his son occasionally visits his daughter's boyfriend occasionally visits. Yeah. Is that too many men? They said, yeah, he's terrified of them. We want a house without any men. Why couldn't they just say that on their phone? Mm. We'll only be homed in a household with no men. Mm. Anyway, so I said, that's fine. You've got to do what's right for the dog. We had then two others 
thing that would be perfectly suitable for us. Um, one was some sort of poodle cross, and then one yesterday that was a, a cavapoo. Both young dogs, and they've come back and said, "Your house is too busy." Just Why is it too busy? What's given you that impression? Because we occasionally have visitors. Who doesn't? Yeah. We've fostered well over 20 dogs of all sizes, ages, breeds, and histories, backgrounds. We know how to settle a dog. We know how to give them space. We know all of that. Why is our household too busy? And, and, and actually, it's that experience part that's the key, isn't it? Because so many people go into it not knowing, and, and that's when boundaries are broken, and that's why you see so many going back because they can't deal with them because yeah. they think, oh, they'll just be able to pick them up, give them a cuddle, because they want lots of love after all. It takes days and weeks and months to months. settle in. Yeah, yeah. Months sometimes. Months. You know, maybe that we have to go down the same route as you, eventually if a if a suitable dog doesn't come up because we want a second dog so that lulu is not left on her own there are times when all three of us are going out um you know it it just seems i don't know i I know rescues are in awfully difficult position they are yeah yeah i'm claire your take on this because you're sat outside both of our anguish relating (laughs) around it i know i just I, I, I really feel for you because I know you've both got the best intentions. You've both got amazing homes. You've both experienced with having dogs. I just find it, it seems to become a business. Yeah. There's people there that genuinely are dog breeders and it's always been their business because I know it can be a business, but yeah. they don't, they, they, they look after their, their dog, their breeding dogs and they, they look after their welfare and their safety and they, the bitches are only allowed to have so many litters and things like that. There are, there are lots of places like that. But like Joe mentioned earlier, she looked on a certain website and it's actually the same website that I got Iris, that where I found Iris six years and ago. And it actually was where I found Maddie and Suki. Yeah, and I, when, when I was looking, because I decided I wanted, I love gun dogs. I decided I wanted a Springer Spaniel. Yeah, I'm crazy enough to want a Springer Spaniel, but I thought I need some somebody, uh, a dog that's going to make me not be lazy. Yeah, she needs a lot of walking. I've got to go out. Yeah. So and I, and I just love Spaniels. They're just gorgeous. Um. So I decided I wanted a spring Spaniel, and I wanted a a, a spotty bitch. Basically, I didn't <laughs> want a male dog. I wanted a female dog. And I wanted a liver and white one. I was very clear about the dog that I wanted and I was prepared to look for it. First went on this website and I found one, there was a litter of 10 pups. I was like, great. And I contacted them, I'd arranged a visit. And then another advert popped up that I'd actually been there for quite a while, but the Dave, the owner had updated something. So it brought it back to the top and they'd got a litter of four pups. The mum was their dog. It was her second litter. And they originally they wanted the dogs to go to working homes. So the dogs were docked. Yeah. Then they decided they just wanted the dogs to go to good homes. So I made an appointment with them. It happened to be before the other appointment was scheduled. Yeah. So I went to see them, walked in, and we've got two male dogs and two female dogs, two plain white ones and two spotty ones. And and 
three of them came up to me fussing around me and one of them stayed back and the one that stayed back dazed and confused was Iris <laughs> so I saw her, that was it game over done and I was telling them about this other appointment that I got and he, was, he, he said to me I'm glad you didn't go there that's the third litter they've had in four months whatever the dogs aren't look they're not they're not looked after they're all in a pen they're not clean they're not uh weaned they're not vaccinated it's I said it's a money-making thing and you get this in all walks of life and all people always make money out of something mm. and I just think to charge two and a half to five thousand pounds for a dog I mean I, I said this earlier and I mean no offense a cockapoo is a a newly created breed 10 years yeah. ago 10 years ago a cockapoo would have been a mongrel yeah you would not be paying thousands of pounds for a mongrel I know times have changed and things have changed and now that's now a created breed and there are lots of created crossbreeds. Yeah. And they're beautiful dogs. Sometimes they can sort of genetically engineer out uh, the problems that certain breeds have. Like I know labs suffer with dyspraxia in their hips and yeah. things like that. So there are good reasons for crossing breeds and actually sort of chemically driving evolution of dog breeds. But I just think five thousand pounds for a a puppy. If the, the world's gone mad, it's, it seems like last year in it, it, when we were all locked down, the first one we had a glorious year weather-wise. Lots of people were outside walking. It was great actually being a dog walker and liking walking myself anyway to see more families out. Yeah. You don't normally see families out. Yeah. So that I hope things like that stir. But the amount of people that have now got dogs. And you can see that they don't actually know how to handle the dog or, or look after the dog when they're out walking on a lead. It's so sad, isn't it? Because that all happened. And now we're seeing what six month, 10 month spaniels, for instance, going back into rehoming yeah. with biting they, problems. They spaniels specifically, specifically. <laughs> Sp Springer Spaniels, Cocker Spaniels. So if you've got a, 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 a Sprockapoo, or a cockapoo or a cross with one of those breeds. They're very active dogs. You've got to research the personality and the needs of the dog. Yeah. You'd expect a, a greyhound, they race, but greyhounds don't need a lot of walking. They need short walks. They're very lazy dogs. Yeah. A springer spaniel can go for 16 miles before it's tired. Yeah. I and then it has 20 minutes rest and then wants I to go can, back out I again. I <laughs> never tire my dog out, but I can give a sufficient exercise every day. Yeah. But the thing that really it bothered me, actually, was last week I was out walking. I usually go for a walk about seven o'clock in the morning. I was out late. It was, it was nearly eight. I tried to avoid eight because it's the school run and it's busier. And there's a guy and he'd got a, I think it was a collie pup. And he'd got another two dogs with him and he was throwing the ball. We're running, I call it a wanger, dog chucker, ball chucker. Yeah. And this collie got sight of me and Iris and I walk Iris off lead because she will listen and come back when I tell her to. And it came steaming in and took her Iris by surprise and she turned round and, and told it off. So it went away and the guy shouted it back and then he proceeded to whack the dog with his ball chucker. And I was, <gasps> yeah, exactly. That was my face. 
Oh my God. And then I carried on walking. So I altered my route around the park. So we didn't go near them again because I didn't want our walk to interfere with their walk. So he's throwing the ball for the, I think it was a lab and the collie. But but when he told the collie off, he put the collie on a lead, a really short lead with one of them like harnesses on that's got the thing on its back, like yeah. handle on it. Yeah. Um, and the ball came back to him and dropped it at his feet. And the collie picked it up and he whacked it again with a stick. I was like, it's a dog. You've been playing ball with the dog. The ball has landed at your feet and the dog has picked it up. He picked it up so his back legs were on the ground, his front legs weren't, and he's whacking it on the side <gasps> of the ball chucker and trying to wrestle the ball out of his mouth. And I was like, I need to walk at seven o'clock in the morning. I cannot see you treating that dog like Oh, no. You haven't got a clue and you certainly don't have the patience to look after a young dog. Young dogs. I'm in a collie like, pup. Young dogs are like babies and children. They mm. need teaching right from wrong. They don't need punishing right from wrong. Oh, and you can't expect to play with two dogs and one ball. Doesn't it will never ever work. You need oh. two, you need a ball per dog, and even then, some dogs want both balls. I was going to say when Bruno was young, only way you get him to drop one is to throw another one. Another one. That's how to go all the time. That's what I have to do with Iris. We take two balls out because she wants yeah. all she's got until she wants to give it you. It was really funny when Iris stayed at mine actually, because Maddie and Suki were never into balls. Never. We would use a wanger, as you call it. Yes. We'd have one of those. Um, we'd be up there on whatever park it is in Doncaster and we'd be there throwing this blooming ball. They'd pick it up, they'd run after it, pick it up and then just drop it again and run off somewhere else. They were the hunters. Ah, right. you know, that, that was the hunter, sniffer, gatherer kind of thing. Um, there were little monkeys. I mean, there's some very funny stories there. There's, there were little monkeys when it came to collecting things. Maddie in particular, Maddie the boy, because I'd already decided on the name when we thought we were getting two girls. And we went back the second time to visit and the man said there'll be a blue blanket there for the boy and a blue bone there for the boy and a pink one there for the girl. And we went, what? And we'd already chosen the names and thought the names suited him and thought that's it sticking. So it was Maddie with an I, but it worked out fine because it was Mad He. He was absolutely bonkers. But they were never into balls, but he would run away and collect anything and bring it back for you. And I couldn't tell him off for it because that was him. That is his character. That's what he did. You know, he was born and bred for that. It was our fault. We took him out of that environment and we made them both home dogs yeah. and they were pets. So the minute they were out, their recall, typical spaniel recall, unless you've absolutely got it nailed, selective deafness, isn't it? Yep, spaniel And death. of course, oh my God. Most they dogs, it's not. Run. It, it's not, is it? But those in particular on, on the occasions that I've been out with them, I mean, I think I walked an extra three miles one day up and down a riverbank because the little sod slipped his lead and would not get back out. And poor Suki on the riverbank was doing her nut because she couldn't get to and I wouldn't let her off. Um, but he got in there and we literally went up and down this riverbank because he would not get out. And mm. it was a funny, it was probably the funniest sight, but one of them things. But no, they were never into balls, those two. I See, I couldn't, I couldn't walk Bruno at dusk because as soon as it started to drop to dusk and all the foxes and things like that came out on the field, <gasps> yeah. the field where I walked them, banked onto a sort of a wooded area and things. And as soon as the smells started, yeah. I 
me and Laura used to go with Honey and, and Lulu to the top end to the gate of the field and we'd have to stand there anything up to 20 minutes for him to decide he was ready to come home. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, in the daytime, he was perfect. He said, come here, he'd come. Not yeah. an issue, but as soon as it started getting to dusk and the smells started to come out, not a bloody prayer. So our listeners now, sorry, Claire, our listeners now can probably gather why we could carry on talking all day about dogs. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I think that sort of the point of this is you guys are looking for another dog. Yeah. You're finding it difficult because rescue ones are have various different rules and regulations and things, and it's really, really... Well, it's not, only, it's not only that, Claire. I mean, for example, one of the bulldogs I applied for, they do a... Um, computer check on the application against the criteria and just for that one bulldog within a um, hour's drive of its foster home were 125 successful applications out of wow. 300 so there's all people uh, sort of bidding in effect for the dogs that are in rescue yeah it's it's for me it's, it's not only the fact when I was fostering, which you know it's way before my accident, so we're going back a few years now. You you get one two applications per dog. You'd keep obviously you wouldn't place them until you got the right one, but mm. you you didn't get as soon as the dog went up on a on a website or on a Facebook group hundreds of applications. But that's yeah. literally what's happening. I mean, I, I joined the. Um, French Bulldog Rescue Facebook group and got home checked because they've actually got an old English Bulldog, an old time Bulldog. In. Um, she's got health problems, she's only a pup. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll get home checked by them because then when she comes up available, yeah, I'm ready. But they literally put a post on that'll say, got a newbie coming in, it's this age, it's in this area, these are the known issues if there are any with it if you're already home checked please put a comment 300 comments later they turn <gasps> how can a rescue work with that level of interest yeah um, you've, you've, you know it's it's not good for us i know we could provide the perfect home for the right dog i like i say i'm not being daft i'm not saying i've, I've researched what breeds yeah suitable with my level of activity etc etc um but so it's frustrating from my side but it also must be incredibly difficult for the rescue particularly yeah. with the popular breeds and when yeah, they're getting we're, that many applicants we're certainly not stating what the rescues are doing are no, we? no not, at all. Not, oh, not for a second no. there's, there's there's trends in there that they're like the the cockapoos seem to be. I hear it a lot in the in the on walks in the parks. The, people want cockapoos and anything that's crossed with a poodle because they don't want a dog that sheds hair. But yeah. as I've said before, when I've had conversations with people like this, you can't guarantee what the percentage of the mix is no. going to be. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't get a dog if it's so critical to you that it has that characteristic because you can't take it back. Well, well, they don't, you can, but you you can, but that's not morally right. You wouldn't no. have a child as a as a family. You wouldn't have a child bring a child into the world, and because it it doesn't look a certain way or it doesn't do a certain thing, you wouldn't take it back. You can't do no. that. People no. need to think of pets in the same way. 
the number of rescues that I, because I mean, I, I literally check the rescue size four or five times a day. <laughs> it's got to be so much of an obsession with me now. But number that say these dogs come back to us after a few weeks at a new home or even, so my dad's got a new dog. <laughs> he lost his very elderly Jack Russell this year. He applied to the RSPCA for, for a Jack Russell and said, I am 90, but I'm looking for a dog. And they've, they did all the home checks and everything. And he's got this gorgeous little Jack Russell dash and cross. She's, she's very cute, but she's like Houdini. Um, why was, why was I telling you that? Because your dad's, your dad's been successful in finding... The couldn't dog. return her. Couldn't return her. Yeah, but she... Sorry, the family who had her originally from the RSPC had returned her after four days. And when my dad read the report on why she'd been returned, she'd been left from 10pm till 8am in the kitchen on her own, the new dog. They'd introduced us to next door's Jack Russell on day two that ended up having a bit of a spat because she's known not to like, she's just verbal, yeah. nothing else, yeah. but she, she barks at other dogs. Um, when it said, how often did you walk her? It's, I can't believe I'm going to say this. For how long? It said something like six times a day for up to three minutes. What? So what that's, did they put her on the lead and walked around the garden? That's that's like me taking our potential dog to the green that's in the middle of our cul-de-sac, letting her have a pee or a poo, and then coming back again yeah. six times a day. Well, you could do that because you're well, I could because she's a puppy. You're getting a ten-week-old pup. Yeah, and you've yeah. got to gr gradually build her up with the build it up. walks. Yeah, which anybody that's getting a pup needs to know that because don't walk a new young dog. Yeah. For an hour, it's something like 15 minutes. But that's absolutely, this is what I mean. The, the, the situation at the minute with there's lots of people wanting dogs and, and trying to get a dog and they're going to rescue is fantastic. There's lots of dogs that need homes. One, make sure you know what you're buying into. Yeah. Plus, if you get from a rescue, there might be some problems and issues that you've got to work with and sort out and you need a hell of a lot of patience. And number two, a dog, they do say, oh, I want to have a dog. It's a big, commi big commitment. It is. Because you can't say, all oh, right, I'm, I'm off out for a day and you bump into a friend and come back 14 yeah. hours later because you've got chatting. Because, yeah. oh, oh, I found with Iris, Iris is really good. She always has been. She doesn't chew anything that's not a toy or something that's not meant to be chewed. One day, she'd nibbled the back of my Birkenstock flip-flops. Why? Because I left them on the floor where she could get them. That's my fault. Yeah. So yeah. people need to think that as well. If you don't want the dog to play with it, steal it, chew it, do something with it, it doesn't know what's a toy and what's not. Don't leave anything in the way. But if, you it, have, I, if you have more than one dog, be prepared for them to be a tag team. Yes. Because yeah. Bunny our Greyhound used to steal things and put them on the floor. Once they were on the floor, they were fair game for Bruno. <laughs> We have the famous traumatic day of honey stealing my donuts off the oh, table. God, yeah. Oh, I'd been looking forward to that donut all day. And I turned my back to say something to Laura and Harley for a split second. And I turned around 
and there was no donut on the table any longer. So, and Bruno opened bins, he knew pedal bins, he yeah. understood pedal bins. So, you know, we had to change our bin regularly because he worked out how to get into bins. You know, dogs have personalities. Dogs are very, very savvy and very, very clever. We, we used to have a tag team with Maddie and Suki, and this, it was quite opposite, actually. If Maddie was doing something naughty, you always knew because Suki would come and tell you. <laughs> she'd come and sit there and she'd be like looking around as if to say, somewhere, where is he? You knew damn well he was up to something he shouldn't be. And he'd just be like, really? OK. But I can remember once at a friend's house and you can't tell them off for it. I'd taken them down to stay at a friend's house. They'd got a sprocker. I knew she would get on absolutely fine with Maddie and Suki. We took time to introduce them. They had a massive garden. They were playing brilliantly. And then sort of me and two of our other friends, we were all sitting there just drinking coffee quite happily. And all of a sudden I look next to me and there's a slipper. And then I look again and there's a yellow rubber glove. <laughs> then there's a tea towel. I was literally disappearing behind a pile of things that this dog was going and finding. And he's like, I bought this back now, I bought this back. We were absolutely wetting ourselves, but you can't tell them off for it. No. That is their that, character, that's slippers, the personality. My slippers disappear all the time and it used to be honey. Honey, yeah. when, when you came in or went out, she'd get excited. And so she'd pick up a shoe or a slipper or something and take it somewhere. Lulu's learnt that from Honey. Now Lulu's on her own. Yeah. If I take my slippers off, she immediately throws them all around the house. But anyway, we could talk about this. We are, I know, that's the problem, isn't and it? I think, I think from the sound of it, patience is getting jealous because we're not talking about cats. Oh, can you hear her? Can you hear her? Sorry. Um, what I did want to say is, you know, there are talks and there is an expectation that rescues are going to get severely busier and busier as this year goes on because of people returning to work, because of people going out, yeah. because of people being able to go on holiday again. And I truly hope that doesn't happen. As hard as it is for me to get another dog at this minute, I truly hope that doesn't happen. Mm. Um, I hope that people who bought dogs in the last year have considered it and thought all that through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've already changed our plans because we'd got tickets to go. You know, Missing in Policeman, who I've talked about over and over again, is actually doing a live performance at the Cheltenham Playhouse in July. Um, and I'd got tickets straight away for the Friday night. The first thing we said, we're not going to be able to go and see Tim. There is no way we are going to go and see Tim. We've already said, oh, God, hairdresser's day. We'll have to split our appointments and do them at different times, different days. We're not going to leave her in on her own. No. You know, we're not going to do it. But one other thing I was going to say, mum and I were talking about this. We went to Pets at Home. Other pet shops are available um, to get some bits and pieces and toys and everything. And mum was saying, gone are the days. I mean, we walked into this particular area and there's an entire puppy area, which is fabulous. They are so well organised, brilliant. Mum said, gone are the days. She said, when they first got their two dogs, she lived on a farm. Um, she was a cheeky little girl, as you can probably imagine. And they got their first two dogs and they were delivered in a cornflake box. No special foods. They knew nothing about dogs. They were farm dogs. That's what they were going to be. But they were delivered in a cornflake box. You look at the stuff that there is available for dogs now. There is no reason that dogs should be starved, should be mistreated, shouldn't have an absolute life of Riley. If you were having a pet, 
it is another member of your family. And I am guilty of having to rehome my dogs. It crucified me, but I did it for the right reason for them. Not because I got fed up them. I did it because I simply couldn't have them at home for the hours that they would be on their own when my job changed. People's and circumstances do change. And I want to, I just want to interject there because the lady who has your dog, yes. since you've moved into your house and she knew you were considering another dog, yes. has actually said to you, she considered whether she should contact you and ask if you wanted them back. Yeah, and I said And no. that just to me proves that yes, you did have to rehome them and, and you made the absolute right decision. And they obviously went to exactly the right house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She'd, she'd seen me being tagged in on various posts, which Claire and Claire had tagged me on. Um, and she said, although we knew it wouldn't be fair, I felt guilty that your life has changed now. And I said, we wouldn't do that. And we most certainly, she said at one point, it was like, do we split them? So you have one and the other. We both said, no, absolutely not. They are where they need to be. Everything happens for a reason, and that's it. Yeah. My sermon is over. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for a brew. Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Joe. <laughs> CCJ. <laughs> 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 <laughs>